Hello there folks, welcome to episode 83 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. I am your titular Stace and I am bringing you this special bonus episode because it's International Women's Day. Word word. Sorry, I'll, I'll stop that now. I happen to be an international woman. Well, I say an international woman. I've been abroad twice and it was to the same place. Ahem. Anyway, I thought this would be a really good time for me to do a little teeny weeny snippet episode. So hopefully this won't be too long and boring for you. (laughs) Uh, About the women of Wakanda. And the reason that I wanted to talk about this today is because I went to see Black Panther and I have as yet not been able to talk about it on the podcast uh, for many reasons. And I think it's really important, especially on International Women's Day, for me to talk about the portrayal of women in this movie. Before I get into that sort of uh, stuff, I do want to say that I think Black Panther was absolutely amazing. And uh, if you happen to follow me on Letterboxd, you'll see that I rated the movie four and a half stars. And it went in at number six on my Marvel Cinematic Universe list of ranked movies, which is pretty darn good, to be fair, because I like nearly all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, except the first two Thors and Captain America First Avenger can go fuck itself. Um, <laughs> uh, you can send any abuse to me on Twitter at Stacey's Parlor. I know the important thing about Black Panther is the blackness, but I don't feel like I'm qualified to talk about how important that is or how well portrayed it is in the movie, despite the fact that I do think it's super important. And also, I felt like it was very well represented, but again, I'm not really qualified to speak on that. Which is why I wanted to talk about the women of Wakanda. One of the things that really struck me about this movie is that it's really good at providing uh, real human women... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anybody who's listened to this podcast before might be aware that I have a bit of a problem with, quotes, strong female characters, end quotes. And the reason for that is that I tend to find that a lot of writers think that a strong female character is one sort of cookie-cutter version of strong. The best example I can probably think of to illustrate my point here is Doctor Who under Stephen Moffat. If you take the characters individually of Sally Sparrow, uh, Amy Pond, River Song, uh, who else did he write? Clara, Clara Oswald. If you take those characters individually, they are very interesting characters. But if, if you put them all together, they're all basically the same woman. I feel like if you gave me like a guess which companion said this quiz and it was all quotes from those four ladies, I would not have a fucking clue unless it was spoilers or hello sweetie which is pretty obvious and the reason for that is that all of the characters are very smart and and funny they're allowed to be vulnerable occasionally and they're very resourceful they're very fierce they're they're a bit sassy i hate that word but it's the only word i can really think of to describe what i'm thinking of right now um and they're all like that They're they're not necessarily different personalities they don't come across like different people and that's not necessarily terrible because it's i think it's better to have you know a well-rounded female character a billion times than a shit version of a female character a billion times but the thing is you don't you don't actually need to do that you could just have you know different different people and i think that is something that black panther just fucking hit the nail right on the fucking head like the the women in this movie are amazing they i came out of this film i was on a high it was I was almost as excited as I was when I left Wonder Woman because I felt like this movie is very empowering to women. Like, 
let's take them all individually. So the, there's there's sort of four main women. There are a lot more women in it, though. My absolute favourite character of the entire movie was Shuri, who is T'Challa's sister. And the thing that I think is amazing about her is that she is nothing like T'Challa. <laughs> I grew up in quite a big household. Um, I've got a sister. I've got two aunts uh, and an uncle. All of my aunts and uncles have had at least two kids. <laughs> like there's kids are plenty in the uh, Frost family household. And um, and one of the things that's always struck me about growing up in a big household is that like I don't think any two of us were the same. You know, we shared qualities, obviously, because we were brought up in the same space and um, in the same environment with, you know, people around us. But obviously, it takes more than just your family to sort of build a personality. There's there's the things that you read, the things you watch on TV or take in through music. There's the people you meet outside of your family, school, you know, friends, teachers. And that's what that's what makes a person a whole person. <laughs> if that makes any sort of sense. I might be rambling. I'm a bit excited. Um, And so the thing I loved about Shuri was that she wasn't just like, you know, T'Challa Jr. as a girl. She was incredibly smart. And I've got to say, it was fantastic to see a woman sciencing about a science lab. Um, Because as yet in the Marvel movies, you know, and in most movies, to be fair, you very often see lab personnel. It's usually men, you know, swarming over all the stuff. And if there happens to be a woman nearby, she's probably, I don't know, carrying some samples to a shelf, you know, not doing anything particularly actually sciencey. Whereas in this movie, it was absolutely amazing to see Shuri like doing all sorts of tech crap, like amazing tech crap. Yeah, I can't imagine what it must be like for young girls to be seeing a lady competently strolling around a lab doing all sorts of tech, science, business. Like, I can't think of an example of when I've seen that as a kid. And that's not to say that, you know, if I had have done, I might have become a scientist because that's probably not true. But, you know, it was a, it was a great thing to see a female character doing something other than propping up a dude or... I don't know, being a damsel in distress or, you know, being a secretary. I know we have got a lot more, you know, varied in female characters now. But again, it's just, it's so few and far between that when you see stuff like this, it's just like, yes. And um, Shuri's relationship with T'Challa is great. She's she's really funny. Um, it seems like he's got almost like the burden of the crown. <laughs> the helmet, maybe. <laughs> that sounds rude. And she, so she's got a little bit more sort of wiggle room for being the uh, the funny one. Um, but she knows when to be serious when she needs to be, and and she's just a really just a really interesting character to watch. I could watch her science around a lab uh, and rib T'Challa like all fucking day. <laughs> the next lady I would like to talk about is Okoye, and I'm really sorry if I'm pronouncing that terribly, but I am the fucking worst. Um, she is the one of the Dora Milaje, and she is the main one that we sort of see, you know, she's like T'Challa's right-hand bird. That's probably not the best terminology to use on International Women's Day, but I like the term bird. <laughs> so uh, where to even start? She's amazing. She is strong physically and very physically competent. She's smart in a sort of military kind of uh, way. She's just... Uh, She's just fucking fierce. Like, every time she was on screen, she commanded your attention. I was like, holy shit. Like, no offence to T'Challa, but I actually found him to be possibly the least interesting character in this movie. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Because the women are all amazing, and Michael B. Jordan is just like, what? <laughs> but that's another thing for another podcast. 
Nakia, who is T'Challa's ex, who is also a spy. I found this um, this relationship really super interesting because a lot of uh, films... I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, which is making me seem like I'm just making all this shit up, which I could be, to be fair, but... Um, in my head, I feel like a lot of films that deal with, like, oh, you have to hang out or work with your ex have all ended up with, like, you know, it's all the talk together is about why they broke up and how they're possibly going to get back together and, you know, flirt, 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 awkward, awkward. Yeah. And there is a bit of that in this movie, which is understandable because that's, like, human nature. But what was great about this was that their relationship was very much one of respect. They didn't agree with each other on a lot of how the the country is run. I don't want to say it. I don't know how much I want to spoil. I don't think that's spoiling anything. So they, they didn't really agree. They butted heads quite a lot. But all of the discussions that they had were very much ones where you could tell that they respected each other and each other's opinions. And they took on board the things that they were saying to each other. And they were very reasoned arguments. And they weren't just like, you know, two bitchy exes having a pop at one another. Again, she is a spy. It's in- what I found interesting about this is that I thought she was going to be sort of very similar to Okoye in the sense that, you know, she's going to be good at fighting, she's going to be good at strategy and blah, blah, blah. But it's very obvious to me that the writers really thought about how different a spy would work in a situation to a warrior, if that makes any sort of sense. So even though they have a lot of similar skills in the sense of being very, you know, uh, they can both fight, they both know how to handle themselves in a scary situations, they both have to make snap decisions and judgments on the fly and all that sort of thing. But it is very obvious that they are very different characters um, and I really liked that about them. And the last lady that I will talk about is Ramonda, who is uh, T'Challa's mum. The interesting thing about her is that it's very rare that you get to see older women in movies having a say in things. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a really bad thing to say, but it's so true. Like, I think one of the reasons that a lot of people were very excited by the idea of Meryl Streep in The Post is that that whole movie is about a woman getting to have a say about something really important. And what's great about this movie is, like, obviously this is a sort of kingdom that runs on, you know, sons, so there has to be a king. And because T'Chaka died, you know, it doesn't automatically happen that Ramonda becomes, you know, queen and then it moves on to whoever, like, there's always got to be a king. But she still gets to be very active in decisions that are made about Wakanda and about her son and about all sorts of stuff. She's very, very regal, but also incredibly human. Again, I don't know how much I want to say because I don't really want to spoil a fairly hefty thing of the movie. But, you know, it's difficult this. She gets to play emotional scenes without it becoming like, oh, look at this woman, she can't spend two seconds in charge without hormones and... Like, like it's legitimate reasons that people would be emotional and it's not, you know, overplayed or over-exaggerated. It's just a really splendid performance. I absolutely loved it. I really need to see this movie again, I think, Um, and I might take my mum to see it because I think she ought to see it too. I think she will like it quite a lot. Again, like I say, I don't really want to talk too much about the movie on the whole, but one thing I did want to mention that I absolutely loved was the fact that Stan Lee's cameo character was was credited as Thirsty Gambler, which just tickled me a little bit. So yeah, that was my very short International Women's Day special on the women of Wakanda. Another thing I would like to do now is to just recommend a few other lady-based podcasts. 
The first one that I have to mention, I think, is The Guilty Feminist. A lot of people are probably already listening to that anyway. Um, But that's helmed by Deborah Francis White, and it is basically a podcast about trying to be a feminist in a world that makes it really difficult to do. Um, (laughs) It's called Guilty Feminist because obviously we can't always be perfect and sometimes we do things that aren't necessarily 100% feminist, but it's about learning from your mistakes and learning from each other and just being better people to each other, which I think is a is a good message. Another one I would like to bring up is Query, which is a podcast hosted by the comedian Cameron Esposito, in which Cameron sits down with um, all sorts of people, usually other comedians, but, but she has had other people on the show as well, to talk about being queer and how that has affected their lives in terms of their relationships and families and, you know, working um it's a really interesting podcast and obviously because cameron's a comedian she does make it quite funny as well it can get a bit heavy but it is a really really good show one bit up i would like to recommend but i feel like i feel like you wouldn't understand it if you don't know these characters from the comedy bang bang podcast um this is hosted by jessica st Clair and lennon parham playing characters that they did on comedy bang bang called marissa wampler and lisla it's really funny, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense <laughs> unless you know uh, the characters. But if you're a fan of Comedy Bang Bang and you haven't checked out Warm It Up, I would suggest doing that. Um, of course, there's the Answer Me This podcast hosted by uh, Helen Zaltzman and Ollie Mann. I love this show just because I like random shitty facts and they just answer questions from people about anything really, so that's always good. I think that's all for now, but I will be tweeting out some others and retweeting some people from the Lady Pod Squad group. Uh, that's hashtag Lady Pod Squad on Twitter if you fancy digging around and finding something new to listen to uh, with a, a sort of a female slant. <sighs> that didn't sound like the right words to use at all, but you catch my drift. Uh, I'm rambling now, so I'm going to go. If you would like to follow me on the interwebs, you can follow me on Twitter at Stacey's Parlour. Join the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour Facebook group or follow at Stace Bob T on Letterboxd for my movie uh, reviews. When I say reviews, I mean literally I'll give them stars and maybe put them in a list if I'm making a list. Or Stace Bob T on Instagram for pictures of me doing podcasts and eating dinners and my stupid face uh, because I like using Instagram even though the algorithm makes me real fucking cross. But I haven't found anything better yet. So, you know, if you're developing an Instagram, that works i would really like to have a crack at it please and thanks you can leave me a review on apple podcasts or your podcatcher of choice if they allow you to do that or on podchaser.com i don't know how big podchaser is yet but you know if you could just spread the word any way that you can really just to help a help a lady out oh yeah before i forget don't forget to save mixler.com forward slash spcp dash live to your browser because that's where we'll be streaming live from nine o'clock uk time on saturday the 28th of april uh, for 24 hours straight with a bunch of amazing guests that you can find over on my twitter it will be myself and stace and barry other half barry nugent raising money for the british heart foundation you can find out more about why we chose the British Heart Foundation and why we're doing what we're doing over on the Just Giving page, where you can also handily throw some coins at us if you fancy, and that's at www.justgiving.com forward slash spcplive3. 
that's the number three not the word three and on that note i think that's it so um thank you very much for listening and i will speak to you soon have an absolutely wonderful international women's day and if by the time you listen to this it's already finished then have a great rest of march uh hopefully it won't snow again because i've hated that and it's driven me insane goodbye running out of space i'm a damn bandwagon remember when they used to say i look too manish black girl magic y'all can't stand it y'all can't ban it made out like a bandit they've been trying hard just to make us all vanish i suggest they put a flag on a whole nother planet jane bond never jane doe and i jane go never sambo black and white yet yeah, it's always been my camo it's looking like y'all gonna need some more ammo i cut them off i cut them off i cut them off like van gogh now pan right for the angle i got away with murder no scandal <laughs> cue the violins and violas we gave you life we gave you birth we gave you god we gave you earth